Praise the Lord. This is Pastor Lynn Rollins of Blow the Trumpet Ministries, 1609 Havana Street, Aurora, Colorado. Sunday service starts at 1130. I pray you'll visit us anytime you're in Colorado, and we love you in Jesus' name. My message is value of a name. Proverbs 22.1, this is Living Bible. If you must choose, take a good name rather than great riches, for to be held in loving esteem is better than silver and gold. Hallelujah. The Lord calls you his children. So it's important to uphold and know who you are. When the disrespect comes to you by people that try and tear you down, you will always rise because you know the value of your name. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Many times a person's name holds special meaning. Children today might be named after a family member to show respect or honor their memory. After marriage, a woman usually changes her last name to signify the beginning of the next chapter of her life. Even in biblical times, we saw where it was something about a person's character or their situation. For example, King David's name means beloved, and he was known as the man after God's own heart. It is reflected in both the Old and New Testaments where God changed someone's given name. What I wonder would lead God to take this drastic step? I found that in each case, God wanted to instill a new vision for that person's life or a new role he wanted them to play in his kingdom. I want to refer to four people in scripture who received new names from God. Their names changed to reflect positive life changes of elevation like Abraham instead of Abram, Sarah instead of Syrie. Their names changed when God made a covenant concerning their future. God spoke this over Abraham and Sarah as well. You, he said, you will be the father of many nations. No longer will you be called Abram. Your name will be Abraham, for I made you a father of many nations. I will make you very fruitful. I will make nations of you, and kings will come from you. Genesis 17, 4, 6. God also said to Abraham, As for Sari, your wife, you will no longer call her Sari. Her name will be Sarah. I will bless her and will surely give you a son by her. I will bless her so that she will be the mother of nation. Kings of people will come from her. Genesis seventeen fifteen through 16 in both cases, God chose to refine their names. For example, Abram means exalted father. As Abraham, or father of many nations, he seeks to fulfill his role of protector to God's larger family. Sari, whose name means princess, became Sarah, my princess, and grows into a woman who trusts God's promises rather than laughing at them in disbelief. What about Jacob? He became Israel. When um, he was born and in the womb with his twin, Esau, 
his name was accurate because his name meant to grasp the heel of. And he came out holding on to his brother's foot. Jacob became a trickster, and we know the story of him stealing the birthright from Esau. But the day came when preparing to face his twin for his deceiving ways, Jacob was left alone, and a man wrestled with him until daybreak. When the man saw he could no longer overpower him, he touched the socket of Jacob's hip so that his hip was damaged as he wrestled with the man. Then the man said, let me go, for it is daybreak. But Jacob replied, I will not let you go unless you bless me. The man asked him, what is your name? Jacob, he answered. Then the man said, your name will no longer be Jacob but Israel, because you have struggled with God and with humans and have overcome. This new name commemorates Jacob engaging directly with God, but the blessing Israel receives begins a change in him. Over time, he lets go of his need to gain for himself and gain knowledge and instead gains a, a knowledge of the Lordship of God over his life. What have you overcome in your life? Are you still that same person? Have you too acknowledged God as Lord over your life? Hallelujah. I was called Ladybug as a child, but the day came when I accepted my great aunt's and mother's first name, Vanita, as my name and lineage. Father God, I thank you that my name now and then was named Vanita Lynn. Hallelujah. I thank you. And I look at Simon. Simon, standing firm for Christ. Imagine going from being one of many fishermen on the Sea of Galilee to a pillar of Christ's church. That is the life change that Peter experienced. His name change came from the Lord himself. Simon means he has heard or to listen, which probably was good for a fisherman. But everything changed the day his brother Andrew brought him to meet Jesus. Jesus looked at him and said, you are Simon. Son of John, you will be called Cyprus, which when translated is Peter, as John 1.42. Peter didn't have any idea at that moment what amazing role God had in mind for him, but he knew later on enough to obey Jesus' call to join him. A full understanding came from Jesus later, and I tell you that you are Peter. And on this rock, I will build my church and the gates of Hades will not overcome it. I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. Whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. And whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. Matthew 16, 18, 19. Jesus considered Simon worthy of a tremendous honor, one he would have to grow into. As Peter, he experienced failure and forgiveness, then learned the power being known and accepted completely by his Savior. Now, here's one that's interesting, because we all think of Saul being changed to Paul um, before his conversion. But his name was not directly changed by God. Saul to Paul is one most often thought of name changes in the Bible because the changes linked to Paul, Saul's conversion on the Damascus Road when the Lord Jesus commissioned him to take the gospel to the Gentiles, Acts 9, 1-19. But at the time of Saul's conversion, Jesus still addressed him as Saul. Later, Jesus told Ananias to find Saul in Damascus and restore his sight. 
And the Lord said unto him, Arise and go into the street, which is called Straight, and inquire in the house of Judas for one called Saul of Tarsus. For behold, he prayeth. Skip to verse 15. But the Lord said unto him, Go thy way. Because Ananias, as you know, was like, Wait, wait, wait. This man is known for his authority and his right to persecute and kill Christians. But the Lord said to Ananias, Go thy way, for he is a chosen vessel unto me to bear my name before the Gentiles and kings and the children of Israel. So it was not Jesus who changed his name on the road to Damascus, but we see Paul's purpose was to bear Jesus' name. It was about the work for Christ more than his name clearly Everyone knew of him and his ways. If it wasn't Jesus doing, how did the change from Saul to Paul happen and when? The answer is that Saul's name was also Paul. The custom of having two names was common in those days. Acts 13.9 describes the apostle as Saul, who was also called Paul. From that verse on, though, Saul is always referred to in scripture as Paul. We too are known by our name. Our birth certificates give legal reference to selected names from our parents to verify and knowledge one child from the other, one son from the other son, our daughter. Our names reflect who we are intended to be, but we answer to the name we are called. Think about this. When your name is spoken by others, calling to get your attention, then it is released into the atmosphere where it's attached to good or past regrets. Did you know that your spirit answers to the one who created it? Jesus showed us this in John eleven forty one through 44 Then they took away the stone from the place where the dead was laid. And Jesus lifted up his eyes and said, Father, I thank thee that thou hast heard me. And I know that thou hearest me always. But because of the people that stand by, I said it, that they may believe that thou hast sent me. And when he had thus spoken, he cried with a loud voice, Lazarus, come forth. And he that was dead came bound and came forth hand and foot with grave clothes. And his face was bound with a napkin. Jesus said unto him, unto them, loose him and let him go. Jesus mentions that he thanked his father. He said, you hear me always. But when Jesus cried with that loud voice, Lazarus came forth. Lazarus' spirit answered the one who created it. If Jesus said with his great authority, any other name other than Lazarus or just to the graves, he cried, come forth, all in the grave would have been raised. Jesus walked in authority. The earth is waiting on the voice of our authority to sound in the name of Jesus. Let the church say amen. Lazarus' name here was important and his spirit answered and he that was dead came forth. Hallelujah. Aren't you glad today he knows your name? Not what friends or even family call you, but what your spirit answers says yes to give him glory and praise amen in the world which we have been separated from they say game recognizes game but when you put aside childish things and carnal ways you too will know the spirit knows spirit
Now we know that God heareth not sinners, but if any man be a worshiper of God and doeth his will, him he heareth. Since the world began, it was not heard that any man opened eyes of one that was born blind. John 9, 31, 32. Watch what people call you and what you answer to. Have a good name rather than great riches. Riches will leave you empty, temporarily satisfied. If you want what is eternally blessed, let me say that again. If you want what is eternally blessed, have a good name because it will bring honor from God first. This world will label you like a cold can of beans. The world tried to label Jesus the king of kings, saying he was Beelzebub, the prince of the devils. That's Matthew 12, 21, 25. But Jesus knew their thoughts, hallelujah, and began to use that to witness to them. See, Jesus knows the thoughts, and we know the thoughts. And he said to them, every kingdom divided against itself is brought to desolation, and every city or house divided against itself shall not stand. Here Jesus was healing sick people and doing the will of his Father, doing good. And because of envy, they labeled our Lord a devil. They will try and label you and curse you too if you allow people to divide you from your good name. Amen. How many times have we seen this in funeral services when friends and family get up to speak about the one who has passed away? How they will always talk about what good kind of person they were. This is the Lord showing us. And, and and in the opening verse where he did what he did he is trying to show all of us what is most important in this life having a good name hallelujah if we let god mold and shape us into the true saints he wants us to become in this life then we'll be able to leave this life having a good name this is how god wants us to leave this world with us fully accomplishing all of his perfect will for our lives and then with all of our loved ones really loving us for the kind good and righteous people we were in this life we've all been delivered from evil but we don't need it chained to us in memory of our past life is short. We must desire to be a gift and jewel in God's eyes, not the world's. Don't let your good be good enough. Live to bring the glory of look what the Lord has done. Hallelujah. Now, I want to just remind you, even in my life, God has led me through different seasons, but God never gave me a new name. But learning about how he has done it for others reminds me of several truths. God is in control of our lives. God knows us intimately and loves us completely. God has a specific work for us to do. God desires to move us out of our past and into a greater future. God wants us to keep our eyes fixed on him and his plans. He knows the plans he has for us. No matter what name we bear, we'll be known by in the world. We want to represent Jesus Christ well. He is our heritage. He is our inheritance. Look at Psalm 91 14. Because he set his love upon me, therefore will I deliver him. I will set him on high because he has known my name. Jesus is the name to know. Amen. He overcame. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now I'm going to say some names and I want you to just think on these names when I say it. Dr. Martin Luther King Jr., Jeffrey Domner. Trayvon Martin, Rosa Parks, 
Elijah McLean. Now what about just a first name? Jesus. Kobe. Prince. Oprah. Satan. I'm sure all of our reactions to hearing each of these names may be different based on our age, beliefs, our knowledge, or even who they are. It's the same with businesses. They must have a good name. Listen to these. Microsoft, Coke, Target, Neiman Marcus. Hallelujah. At the end of the day, I want you to remember, as we stand before the Lord, the only name that will be of value is if your and my name is written in the Lamb's Book of Life. Look at Revelation 20, 11 through 13. And I saw a great white throne and him that sat on it, from whose face the earth and heaven flew away, and there was found no place for them. And I saw the dead, great and small, stand before God. And the books were open, and another book was open, which is the book of life. And the dead were judged out of those things which were written in the books according to their works. Who are you to the Lord? We are no longer tricksters, hustlers. If you are saved today, we are redeemed heirs of salvation in God, in Christ. Let me keep this simple. Has God elevated you to newness in Christ Jesus? Amen. If you don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, pray with me now. Father, in the name of your son, Jesus, I repent for my sins. I turn from my wicked ways. I renounce Satan. I ask you to save me. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. I thank you. I am now a child of God in Jesus' name. If you prayed that prayer, know that you are a saved child of God. Thank you for listening. This is Pastor Lynn Rollins of Blow the Trumpet Ministries, Aurora, Colorado. You can also find us on Facebook, Blow the Trumpet Ministries, Aurora, Colorado. We love you. Remember, Jesus is Lord and the victory is always ours. Amen. Thank you.